Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Theater, starring Irene Dunn and Walter Pidgeon in Together Again. Ladies and gentlemen, your producer, Mr. William Keeley. <laughs> Greetings from Hollywood, ladies and gentlemen. In a national magazine this week, an eminent psychologist undertakes to explain, quote, the trouble with women, unquote. And he concludes that modern women, by asserting their emancipation, may be treading on thin ice. Let's see how it works out in tonight's play. From Columbia Pictures, comedy success, Together Again. Starring Irene Dunn and Walter Pidgeon. Also, Jerome Cortland. Like Jerome, Miss Dunn appears in her original screen role as mayor of a small town. Torn between her heart and her career and very much enamored of her independence. In fact, that's the story of our play tonight, as the curtain rises on Act One of Together Again, starring Irene Dunn as Anne and Walter Pidgeon as George Corday, with Jerome Cortland as Gilbert, Jeff Donnell as Diana, and Alan Reed as Father Crandall. <laughs> It's a late spring afternoon in Brookhaven, Vermont. And in the office of the Brookhaven Eagle, Editor Buchanan looks disgustedly out the window. The object of his scrutiny is a statue. Look at that eyesore purse, Jonathan Crandall's statue. As if it wasn't stupid enough putting it up in the first place. But no, every year they've got to have memorial service. Well, folks thought a heap of Jonathan Moore. First thing I'm going to do when I'm mayor of this town is get rid of that cast iron insult. Except we got a mayor. Folks think a heap of Mrs. Randall, too. They can think a heap of her without having to elect her mayor, can't they? Just because her husband was. And some folks say she's been even a better mayor than Jonathan was. Yeah, but she'll slip first. Women always do. And when she does, I'll be around first. I'll be around. I was right, Father Crandall. You ought to be ashamed of yourself. 
Why didn't you attend the memorial service? You know very well why. My arthritis. Your arthritis? You just didn't want to go. Now, for heaven's sakes, don't cry. First thing you know, you'll get thin again. I'm perfectly willing to be healthy, Grandfather. But if certain persons are always upsetting one's plans, how can one? Oh, that girl. Anne, it's like living with a box of matches. I know I'm worried, Father. About her? Why, Diana's crazy about you. Yes, and I'm just enough of an egotist to love her loving me so much, but... It makes me feel so terribly responsible. Even more than if Diana were my own child. I, I don't suppose you know what I mean by that. Well, of course I do. You're not my own child. Look how I worry about you. Me? For heaven's sake, why? Because it hurts my soul to see a beautiful dish like you wasted on an erotic stepchild, a hunk of statue, and a fusty old town like Brookhaven. My soul, it hurts. Why, darling, hasn't it ever occurred to you that I might like my life? Why? Well, being mayor keeps me busy Yes, and... with storm drains and taxes. It's comfortable. You're too young to be comfortable. And I have Diana and you, you miserable old reprobate. I can think of a couple of things you haven't got. Why? Well, you're a widow and you're... Uh... You know, darling, you amuse me. You can't bear to see a woman living alone and liking it, can you? No man can, I guess. But I'm not frustrated. I'm not to be pitied. I'm not anything but perfectly happy. Happy, my foot. Oh, mercy, look at that rain. Why don't you stop living Jonathan's life and live your own? Jonathan departed this veil of tears five years ago, and I say it's time we let him rest in peace. Father. I know my son, Anne, and I tell you he's as irritated with you wherever he is as I am. Well, when you hear from him to that effect, you let me know. Oh, come on. Well. Help me close these windows. Come on, it's full. you, Purse. Guess what, Mort? Lightning bolt just hit the statue. What? A bolt of lightning. It just hit Jonathan Crandall's statue. Knocked his head off clean as a whistle. Purse, you're sure? Oh, now, Mort. He's standing out there now with the rain going down his neck. Stop the presses, Nathan. we got a story for page one. You told me to shut up till I heard from Jonathan. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Father. Just because the statue happened to get... Happened to get? You don't suppose it was accidental, do you? Jonathan pitched that bolt of lightning himself. Now, will you quit lying to yourself and start having some fun? Mort Buchanan seems to be having lots of fun. Have you seen the morning paper? Sure, I've seen it. Brookhaven Eagle demands removal of headless eyesore from Crandall Park. <laughs> well, he's right. Nonsense! We'll have the statue repaired. We'll do no such thing. I've waited five years, and so has Jonathan, to get rid of that doggone statue, and if you... Excuse me, Mrs. Sandals, Mr. Buchanan's here. Oh, oh well, you, you tell him I can't see him, Jesse. Please tell him oh, that I'll he wants... Oh, I'll just be a minute, Mayor Crandall. Just wanted to find out if you call the Department of Sanitation about hauling away that... Over my dead body, they'll haul away that statue. It's a public nuisance. Oh, it is, is it? Even without a head, my son's a better man than you are. Well, not a minute ago, you said... You... I don't care what I said. If you can, it wants it hauled away, it stays. It certainly does. The statue is going to be repaired, Mr. Buchanan. Mother, mother, what did you say? Darling, now, there's no need to be tragic. Put my father's head back on again. It's the most gruesome thing I ever heard of. Oh, mother, I'd feel every stitch, personally. Ha! I'll hire you, Mark Buchanan. Diana, honey, what is it you want? Why, a new statue, naturally. Why not? A bigger one, too, Buchanan. And 
The Crandall family's giving Brookhaven a brand new statue of Jonathan. on the train, Anne. You're certainly anxious to get rid of me, aren't you? For goodness sake, you'll be back tomorrow night. Running off to New York to interview a sculptor, really. His name's George Corday, and his telegram said to be there at 676 oh. Studio 8. All aboard. Goodbye. Goodbye. Oh, uh, buy yourself a new hat, too. What's the matter with this hat? It looks like a hat. That's what's the matter with it. When women start wearing hats that look like hats, they're on the way out. At your age, you ought to be on your way in. In what? Buy a new hat and find out. Studio A. Studio A. Ah. Mr. Corday? Mr. seen you before, have I? Why, no, I'm... Sometimes I'm not sure. Clothes make such a difference. I beg your pardon? Well, there she is, this statue here. As you can see, it's all finished except for a certain line of, uh, right here. I hope you've got it. No, just a minute. If you've got the curve I'm looking for, fine. If you haven't, well, I'll have to get another model. But, Mr. Corday, you don't understand. Please, I have an appointment with a small town mayor at 6 o'clock, and it's quite possible he wouldn't understand a beautiful model running around. Really? Why not? Have you ever met a small town mayor? They have no sense of humor, and they're always out of shape. <laughs> well... I hope you have a sense of humor, Mr. Corday, because you're going to need one. Why? Because I'm Mayor Crandall. Uh, <laughs> well, well I, I'm not going to apologize. You know, you're a fraud. You have no business to have mayor insides and, and such a beautiful outside. Uh, Mr. Corday. And uh, that hat, definitely not a mayor's hat. Well, I, I, I bought it this afternoon. I didn't think it was a very good idea at the time, but... I assure you, there's a mayor under the hat, and we'll uh -huh. just go on for mayor, shall we? Oh, certainly. Thank you. Now, I have some photographs here of the late Mayor Crandall. I thought they might help you. Mm, Fine-looking man. Thank you. Your father? My husband. No. Why not? Oh, well, no reason. No, no reason at all. Uh, now then, let's make a few notes, shall we? How long were you married to him? Five years. Uh, his age when he married you? Forty-two. I don't really see what... Uh, oh, it's a very important fact. A man who waits until he's 42 to marry must have definite characteristics. I was his second wife. Two wives. Uh, any children? Yes, one by his first wife. But really, I see no... Uh, Mayor Crandall, it's simply that I need to know the man. This is a professional interview, and I wish you'd conduct it as such. You wish I would? Now, uh, just, uh, just tell me the things that uh, you are aware of. Well, um, my husband was a Crandall. The Crandalls founded Brookhaven. Mm -hmm. There's a certain dignity that goes with such tradition. Mm, very dignified. Uh, affectionate. I beg your pardon? Oh, uh, well, we'll uh, place a question mark after that, shall we? Uh, now, the fact that you're still Mrs. Crandall tells me that you've never remarried. Have you ever entertained the idea of remarrying? I have never entertained the idea of remarrying. Uh, well, I'll erase the question mark after affectionate. Uh, there, now, uh, you uh, you see how one thing leads to another, huh? Oh, excuse me, Mr. Yeah. Corday. Yes? I'm so 
Thorne, Muriel Thorne. The agency thinks I have what you want. Oh, uh, um... Uh, Miss Thorne, uh, uh, you, you don't mind, uh, Mrs. Crandall? Oh, no, if, uh, no, not at uh, all. There's the dressing room back there on the right, Miss Thorne. Be right with you. Uh, now then, uh, Mrs. Crandall, uh, how long has your husband been dead? Five years. You've been a widow for five years? Well, naturally. On the contrary, there's nothing natural about this. Uh, Mayor Crandall, is, is something making you nervous? You, you seem a little, uh... Well, I, I, that model doesn't, does he just... Come out when she's ready. Oh, 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 perhaps, uh, perhaps you'd rather she wouldn't. Well, I'm just not exactly used to it. Oh, how thoughtless of me. Well, it, it won't take me a second. Oh, that's right. Either she has it or she hasn't. Well, I'll see you in the morning, Mr. Corday. Thanks. Ten o'clock. Ah, now, Mayor Crandall. I was just admiring this jar of yours. It's quite old, isn't it? That jar? Oh, yes. Uh, yes, it's an apothecary jar. It has a name on it. P. Borat Sosa. Is that the apothecary's name? Sounds more like a Latvian diplomat. <laughs> yes, it does. Well, I I guess she had it. Had it? Miss Thorne, the curse. Oh, 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 oh yes. Yes, sir. Yes, she, uh, she had it. You, you must look at women very differently. Oh, I, I do. You know... Other men look at, uh, at women's eyes. I look at her bone structure. For instance, uh, I, could, uh, I could tell you within two pounds of what you weigh. Oh, do I get it free if you miss? Uh, if I don't miss, will you go to dinner with me? Well, I... Good. Now, my guess is, oh, uh, 110. Why, that's amazing. Right on the nose. Thanks, but it's not true. But thanks very much. What do you mean? What do I mean? Why, you weigh 120 anyway. Why, as a matter of fact, I haven't the slightest idea what I weigh. And as for going out to dinner, well, that wouldn't be possible on weather like this. Just look at that ring. Hmm, just uh, look at it. It, it stopped. Hmm, just like that. Well, look, you've got to eat sometime, don't you? Besides, we haven't finished the interview. Frankly, Mr. Corday, I'd like to get the interview over with as quickly as possible. Then let's go. There's a supper tub I think you'd enjoy. Ah, oh, you'll enjoy this place, Mayor Crandall. The food is awful. There's gambling in the back room. And there's Gilda Laverne. With Gilda Laverne? That's her picture on the wall. Oh. I believe she's called a bubble dancer. That must be a great treat for you. Mr. Corday, good evening. Bernardo, I expect you to excel yourself tonight. We are honored with the mayor of... Uh, uh, I mean with my friend, Madam uh, P. Borat Sosa. Such a privilege, Madam Sosa. I will bring the wine immediately. What a ridiculous name. Well, you seem to like it in my studio. Remind me. We came here to continue the interview. Oh, yes, by all means. Now, about the statue of your father, uh, of your husband, I'm sorry. Perhaps I could add a, a twinkle in the statue that I found lacking in those photographs. Mr. Corday, uh, we'd like my husband exactly as he was. Oh, forgive me. Tell me, uh, did your uh, husband dance? Oh, yes. Yes, why? Well, I've learned a little about his responsible side, so I, well, I must look into his lighter side. He danced, if that's what you mean. Well, uh, not exactly. Uh, however, shall we? Why not? What are you smiling at, Mr. Corday? Life is so full of surprises. I never thought I'd so enjoy having a mare in my arms. Tell me, uh, your husband, did uh, he enjoy having a mare in his arms? 
How could he? He was the mayor. Oh, of course. Very confusing, isn't it? Yes, it is. Well, here's our table. Do you mind if we sit down again? No, no, not at all. And we'll have some wine. Um, Mr. Corday, uh, it's a... If I say something, uh, you won't think I'm rude, will you? Oh, uh, your glass, please. Thank you. Uh, about the statue, Mr. Corday. I'm really a very good uh, sculptor, Mrs. Crandall. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, I simply can't picture you in Brookhaven. You you don't think I'm rude? On the contrary, I'm fascinated. Besides, you dislike Brookhaven intensely. But uh, I'm beginning to feel a positive yearning for it. Let's, uh, let's speak to Brookhaven. Huh? I don't believe you understood me. I just hired you. But uh, I understood that this was simply an interview. You know, personality and character. And I've come to a conclusion. Oh? Your personality definitely appeals to me. But may I suggest that you have just a, a, a tiny bit too much of character? You may suggest it, but... Oh, 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 oh dear. Oh, Ruin your dress. My Right in my lap. What'll I do? Well, I, I I think the usual procedure is to retire to the powder room and dry out. It's, it's down that way, I think. Thank you. Oh, uh, isn't it fortunate I came to New York and met you? Just think I might have ordered you by mail. Ladies and gentlemen, Leonardo's is proud to present that big little star, Miss Gilda Laverne and her bubble band. <laughs> something on my dress, my... I... Well, you just take it off, honey, and I'll press the dry for you. Take it off? Couldn't... Yes, ma'am. This material, it draws all up out of shape if it dries on you. Oh, it does? Yes, And you don't want to go out of here all out of shape, do well, you? No, no, but... Uh, can you press it right away, please? I sure can. That's it. Just slip out of it, and I'll heat up the iron. Evans, <laughs> what's that? Let me see if it's what I think it is. It's what I think. Here's your dress, honey. I'm getting out the window. Well, you've made a ridiculous mistake. I'm just a guest here. And since when have the guests been running around without their now, dresses look, I on? I was standing right here with my dress in my hand. Yeah, sure. And all of a sudden, it went right through that window. Just thank everybody. Step back. Hey, Stars. I got Laverne. This is most embarrassing. Most embarrassing. Officer, release this lady immediately. Everybody that works here gets pulled in, mister. But she doesn't work here. Do you know who she is? Oh, she is... A... Uh, my name is... P. Borat Sosa. Yeah. I'm laughing. Yeah, me too. Okay, Chauncey, back up the wagon. In just a moment, we'll return with the second act of Together Again, starring Irene Dunn and Walter Pidgeon. Julia Tyler, second wife of President Tyler, enjoyed her short stay in the White House, bringing about many temporary innovations. The President's lady had maids of honor, rode in an elegant carriage, and shocked Washington by giving a testimonial endorsement for a department store. 
One of her innovations has lasted, however. Her insistence the Marine Band play Hail to the Chief whenever the President appeared at state functions. Another page in the White House story. Here's Mr. Keeley at the microphone. Act two of Together Again, starring Irene Dunn as Anne and Walter Pigeon as George, with Jerome Cortland as Gilbert. <laughs> Twenty-four hours have passed, and far from New York, George Corday, bubble dancers and policemen, and Crandall gratefully breathes again the calm, pure air of Brookhaven, Vermont. Oh, my, but it's good to be home again, Father. You look tired, Dad. Have any fun? Fun? Well, that's hardly what I went for. Where's Diana? Well, she'll be right home. Well, did you buy a new hat? I most certainly did. Where is it? I left it on the train on purpose. Hmm. Must have been some hat. What about the sculptor? Oh, oh, the sculptor. Well, uh, he can't take the job. He's all booked up for years, practically. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll just have to get somebody else. What happened to you in New York? Happened? I called the hotel seven o'clock last night. You weren't in. Well, I had to eat, didn't I? I called you again at six this morning. You still weren't in. Oh, I wasn't? No, you wasn't. Father? What is it? I was in jail. <laughs> you know what I thought you said? I thought just you said... what I did say. I said I was in jail for giving an indecent performance. A what? Oh, but I didn't. I didn't do anything. Father, the minute I saw him asleep on that couch, I knew I should... But what couch? In his studio, Mr. Corday. He was asleep when I got there. And... And What? It thundered and woke him up. Oh, oh, so it thundered. Jonathan again. Oh, I knew you would say something ridiculous like that. But how did you get in jail? That interests you more than how I got out of jail, doesn't it? Well, I got in because I was Gilda Laverne, and I got out because I was Tibor Sosa. The police were very, very apologetic. Uh, say that again, Sorry, slowly. I, I'm not up to it. I'll see you after I am. Oh, Mother, it's simply awful. Why isn't Mr. Corday coming? He's just too busy, dear. Oh, Mrs. Crandall, that's funny. What's funny, Jessie? Uh, your good black dress, the one you wore in New York. I, I just unpacked your bag and it isn't here. Uh, Jessie, I told you I would unpack. Oh, I've been unpacking for you for years. I don't but, know Mother, what... I had my heart set on Mr. Corday. Now, darling, listen, listen to me. He was positively ancient to begin with. Why, well, he even had a beard. A perfect bird's nest of a beard. All the way down to here. Isn't that disgusting? A beard? Oh, Mother, why didn't you tell me this before? Come on, we'll tell those people what a narrow escape we all had. He certainly sounds nauseating. People? What people? Why, the statue committee. They're downstairs. I had to let them know you were home, didn't I? Well, I'd say that was debatable, dear. Please, please. We'll just have to get some other sculptor, that's all. But, Your Honor, if he was too old to take the job, I wouldn't need to made an appointment to see you. Oh, I think he would have enjoyed the work if he could have gotten it. Well, I guess when you're dealing with an artist, you never do know what'll happen. Well, <laughs> good night, Mayor Crandall. Good, good night, good night. Good night. I'll good open night. the door for you. Good. Why did you slam the door? Nothing, Father. Only when when you open the door like that, very quickly, the draft is simply awful. There's somebody out there. Oh, there is? Well, for heaven's sake. Well, we'd all better run along. Good night. Good night. Good night. Oh, dear. Anne, that man, are you going to let him stand out there all night? Man? Oh, 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 oh. Oh! Oh, 
Come in, please. Come in. Thank you. This is my daughter, Diana. How do you do? And this is my father-in-law, Mr. Crandall. Uh, uh, Mr. Corday. Mr. Corday! This is Corday? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I'm sorry I was rude to you just now, but, well, we weren't expecting you. So you're Corday. Mm-hmm. Here, have a cigar. Mother, uh, thanks, but I... Uh... Good look at Mr. Corday at all. A beard, a beard down to here, you say. Well, I, I thought... I thought you did, didn't you, Mr. Corday? Uh, a beard? Uh, uh, oh, yes, yes, I, I did, didn't I? Yeah, that's, I, I shaved it off, so it's so much uh, uh, warmer up here in Vermont than it is in New York. So you're going to do the statue after all. And uh, you'll stay right here with us, of course. Why, Father, you know we haven't any room. We live in the carriage house and build a statue right there, and I can watch it grow day by day. Oh, please, Mother. A very practical idea. Come along, Corday. I'll get you settled. I threw a few things in the car. You know, materials for the statue, just in case. Uh... Oh, Mother, just think. Oh, that was in back of a beard all the time, and you never even knew it. Oh, jeepers. Oh, jeepers. This uh, carriage house, Mayor Crandall, it's, it's very nice. I like it. I didn't sneak out of the house to come here to discuss your living quarters. Oh? No. I did not want to see you again, Mr. Corday. Oh, why did you have to come here? Who will build a statue, of course. Doesn't it make any difference to you that I don't want... What's that? What's, uh, what? Oh, oh, that. My little apothecary jar. Oh, I, I always take it with me wherever I go. Oh, you do? It has magic qualities. When I want to do something very badly and, uh, well, obstacles seem to arise, why, I just turn the jar around and what do you see? Hey, boy, Sosa. Hmm. You blackmailer. Look, give me a week. If at the end of a week you say I don't fit into life at Brookhaven, I'll go. Now, isn't that fair? No, but if I don't let you stay, I'm to be exposed. Is that it? My night in jail? I promise to be no trouble at all. I'm helpless, perfectly helpless. Mr. Corday, why do you want to stay here that badly? Madam Sosa, that's just what I want to find out. Know what you're beefing about, Corday? If you ask me, the statue's coming along. Oh, it's terrible. I should be much farther along by now. I don't know about the statue, but you sure ought to be farther along with something else. I don't even want to finish it. I don't even want to work on it. You're jealous of him. Jealous? Of Jonathan? Ridiculous. Jonathan's the best friend you've got. Uh, He knocked his own head off with a bolt of lightning. He did it so Anne would go to New York and meet you. Didn't hear about that, did you? No, I can't say I did. Why, he's as anxious to get Anne out of this rut as I am. You believe that? Of course I believe that. It's a, a crazy idea, you know. <laughs> sure, it's crazy. But it might work. You mean that Anne believes that Jonathan is doing all well, this? Well, she says she doesn't believe it, but uh, she says it in a very funny voice. It's huh. amazing. There's that piano again. Diana! No, 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 no. Don't disturb her. Your granddaughter is keeping me happy at my work. Uh, he told me so. Her mother could do a better job. Well, get going, George. Stop smearing that clay around. Oh, for Cal's sake, Diana, how long are you going to murder that piano? If you're hanging around, Gilbert, just hoping for an invitation to dinner, you're very much mistaken. Don't worry, I wouldn't stay if you asked me. You make me sick in my stomach. Gilbert! You've gotten so artistic lately since that... 
That old mud dauber came around You're here. only speaking of probably the world's greatest living artist, you know. Oh, do you mind if I leave? I think I'm going to be sick. Well, aren't you going? Don't worry. Uh, I don't suppose you'd like to go for a walk. A walk? Really, Gilbert, do you think I'm exactly dressed for a walk? I'll tell you what you're dressed like, Diana Crandall. What you're dressed like's enough to make a horse laugh. Yeah. Dad, Dad? Well, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I think it makes you look awfully icky. Well, I think you look a little icky yourself, high heels and a party dress, really. Mother, do you, do you feel all right? Why, certainly. Well, you used to be so quiet, but lately you've been so kind of leaky. Oh, what a ridiculous word. Where are you going? Into the kitchen. I want to talk to you. I use the stone cutters with Mr. Corday, Jesse. We have to choose a pedestal for the statue today. It's going to rain again. Oh, possibly. And, uh, Jesse, don't bother to tell Diana. He's been trying to get you alone ever since he came here. Well, he's finally made it. I wish you wouldn't be silly, Jesse. I might give you the same advice, Mayor Crandall. Oh. oh, I knew we should have taken the car. How can we walk home in weather like this? We can't. So your conscience should be thoroughly comfortable. Well, it isn't. What are you afraid of? Me? Yourself? Brookhaven? No. Yes. Oh, I don't know. I, I've never been so mixed up in my life. A week ago, you asked me why I came here. Well, I can answer that now. And I'm in love with you. You aren't. Are you? And... I know exactly when it happened. When you were telling me about the dignity of the Crandalls in that beautiful cockeyed little hat. And look at me, please. I can't. Why can't you? Because when I do, the most ridiculous thing happens to me. I get all sleepy. I, I just can't think. I'm, I'm absolutely blank. You're absolutely wonderful. Am I really? Mm-hmm. How very nice of you. And... Send her home. Don't you ever be sensible. Mother, I've been sitting here for you. Coming, darling. Diana, how nice of you to pick us up. Well, how did you do, Corday? Get anywhere? That was a very significant rain this afternoon. Oh, forget it, Grandpa. Oh, a bus, huh? Diana? Uh huh. Diana. Well, I'm not surprised. When Jonathan died, Anne promised Diana she'd never marry again. So, if you ask me, your problem's really Diana, not Anne. You mean that all I have to do is talk to Diana? <laughs> you make it sound so simple. Oh, why, it's a cinch. Grandpa, I'm taking everybody to the movies tonight, you and Anne, Diane, and Gilbert. And I'll show you tonight just how simple it is. 
That's the best movie I've seen in years. Personally, I thought it was tripe. You and me both, Mr. Crandall. Oh, Gilbert, you always have to spoil children, everything. Children, children. Well, goodbye. Diana and I are walking home alone. We are? Hey. Yes, hey. Sorry, but we have a great deal to talk about. And I was going to get her a hot fudge sundae. Oh, oh Gilbert, uh, do you want to do something very nice for me? Me? For you? Yes. Buy me that hot fudge sundae. Honest? Honest. I haven't had one in years. Well, good night, no son. What? Well, I've always, well, you know, just sort of thought of you as Diana's mother. <laughs> well, I am. Oh, I know. I mean, well, I, I never exactly noticed what you looked like before. <laughs> <laughs> Why, Gilbert. I'll see you later, Father. Well, good night. Come on, Mrs. Crandall. I didn't realize it until tonight, Diana, that you are not at all a child that, that everyone seems to think you are. You didn't? Well, you're a woman, an intelligent, understanding woman. I am? Diana, when a man falls in love with a woman, really in love, well, he wants to marry her. And if the woman is also in love with the man... Go on. Uh, nothing should stand in their way. Don't, don't you agree? Oh, I should say so. Mother and I made a promise once. That, that's just what I'm talking about. We promised never to get married and leave each other. You know, like a suicide pact. Exactly. Just like a suicide pact. The killing of everything that a mature woman needs to live and be happy. Oh, that's beautiful. You, you want me to break that pact, don't you? I want you to free a woman's heart. Uh, Diana... Don't you see the difference? Oh, I do, I do. It just goes to show what a shrewd analysis of character you are. You you do understand then, don't you? Well, naturally. I don't have to be hit over the head. Oh, Diana, you make me very happy. Oh, I just can't wait to tell Mother. May I? Oh, by all means, tell your mother. Oh, Mother, you've got to listen to me very carefully. Oh, Mother, I love you so very much. Well, I love you too, dear. That's what makes it kind of sad. Only he's so wonderful. Who? Mr. Corday. Only I guess I'll have to get used to calling him George if I'm going to marry him. If you're... If you're what? Oh, I know it's a shock, but he did it so beautifully. Did what? Oh, he told me about women and love and things. And he's so right. Nobody has any right to stand in one's way. In whose way? Mine. Oh, Mother, you won't, will you? Diana, are you trying to tell me that George Corday asked you to marry him? Well, not in certain words, but from the way he looked and the things he said. Oh, I'm so absolutely happy I could do flips. You don't mind, do you? Well, it's a bit of a surprise. Won't Gilbert just simply die? Gilbert's not the only one who's going to die. <laughs> it's so hysterically wonderful, isn't it? Yes, hysterically. Father? Yes, dear? You come with me. Now? Where? Yes. We're going to the carriage house. We're calling on my new son-in-law. Together again, starring Irene Dunn and Walter Pigeon, will follow in a moment. 
When you sign up for a course with the United States Armed Forces Institute, you join thousands of other servicemen all over the world. If you run into a problem with your course, good counseling is available to you through your education officer. If you need refresher work on a subject or materials to prepare for a test, your education officer will assist you. USAFI has been servicing the armed forces for over 20 years. Your confidence is well placed in USAFI. Back now to William Keeley, your producer. Act three of Together Again, starring Irene Dunn as Anne and Walter Pigeon in the role of George, with Jerome Cortland as Gilbert. George Corday's courtship of Anne Crandall has suffered something of a setback. Having explained his feelings to Anne's daughter, George is now more than slightly perturbed to discover that Diana is under the impression that he's proposed to her. Oh, but Anne, Grandpa, how could Diana possibly have thought that I... I don't know. I only know that the child is absolutely dippy in love with you. Clever as all get out, aren't you? But, but, but it, it, it's fantastic. Mm. What'll I do? Well, let's see. I, uh, maybe you could be too old for her. That idea seemed to nauseate her once. But I am too old for her. You certainly are. Um, uh, how's your stomach? Huh? I beg your pardon? Your stomach. Maybe there's something wrong with it. You could be an invalid. Kids don't like sickly people. Yes, that's a lovely idea. Uh, you, 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 you just droop a little, you uh, know. Pretend you can't eat. And I think there's an old shawl I could let you have. In other words, act your age for a change. I'll do anything, anything. Diana, why would she think he'd marry her in the first place? Why not? He proposed to me tonight, too. Oh, no, Anne. Oh, I knew if you came here, something would happen. But frankly, I didn't think it would end up with my being your mother-in-law. Well, good night, son. More shared diaries. George and I have been engaged now for two whole days. And I just found out something. Poor George has a stomach condition. He's been so creative, he's even ruined his health. What's the big idea, throwing pebbles at my window at 10 o'clock at night? And you've got to let me in. Why? I'm starving to death. Diana won't let me eat anything. Try a restaurant. I have. She's told them that you've given strict orders not to feed me. Oh, all right. Go to the kitchen door. I'll find you something. You how primitive man really is. I don't know which smells more beautiful. The coffee for you. George, please. The waffles will burn. I don't care if the house burned. Darling, don't you realize we're alone? Actually alone. (laughs) Making love to your (laughs) mother-in-law. George, now, now stop. What about Diana? Diana belongs to Gilbert. She doesn't know that. I'll talk to him. But first, I want to talk to you. And I'm trying to tell you that I love you. Well, you know, I hear bells. Oh, the doorbell. Well, let it ring. You're forgetting I'm the mayor. Oh, yes, I did forget. And what's more important, I think for a moment you forgot, oh, too. George, what if someone found me here with you alone? In your own kitchen? What it would take so much explaining. I'll be right back. Wait here. 
I know it's kind of late, Mrs. Crandall, but but could I come in? Well, Gilbert, what's the matter? I can't eat anymore. I can't sleep either. Oh, well, there's a kind of an epidemic of that around here. Come in, Gilbert. You know, this situation with Diana has me very unhappy, too. But I do think that you and I can... Huh? Can what? Well, I- I've been noticing you a lot lately, Gilbert. I've been noticing you, too. <laughs> oh, you have? Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, Gilbert. Sometimes I-, I get so impatient with you. You do? Well, yes. If you're in love with a woman, you ought to say so and not just sit around in corners looking at her. A woman can't stand that. She can? Why, certainly not. So she turns to someone else. Turns to who? Well, in this case, to Mr. Corday. But he's going to marry Diana. Well, yes, that's what I... And you don't have to turn to to anybody, Mrs. Anne. What? You're so smart and and pretty and everything. Gilbert. I didn't know, did I? I'm not dumb anymore. And and just to prove it to you... Oh, there. Good night, little Diana. Well, I guess I better be going now. Well, I guess you'd better. Oh. Oh. And, and did he go? Darling... What's the matter? Oh, nothing. Only I think I'm engaged to Gilbert. Oh, morning, Mr. Crandall. Morning, morning. Uh, eating breakfast, huh? Gilbert, I've been wanting to talk to you. Don't you think it's time you got up on your hind legs and acted like a man? Oh, I, uh, I did. (laughs) You, uh, did? Good night. I sure did. Well, now. Oh, good morning, Mr. Crandall and Gilbert. Well, congratulations, Gilbert. I think you and Anne will make a perfect couple. Yes, I was just telling Gilbert. Uh, what did you say? Uh, oh, hello, Gilbert. Oh, uh, where's Diane? Oh, uh, hello. Hello. Uh, and uh, how do you feel this morning, Diana? All right. Good. I couldn't wait to tell her, Gilbert. Well, how do you like it? Oh, I think it's perfectly sweet, except... Yes? Well, there's kind of a disgusting difference in their ages, that's all. Oh, not nearly as much as between you and George, dear. Will somebody please tell me what this is? I'll tell you, Grandpa. Anne and Gilbert are engaged to be married. No. No. Oh, Gilbert, uh, George and I talked it over, and we think it's so selfish of us not to share our happiness with the town. Ma'am... So uh, we've decided to announce our joint engagements tomorrow. You know, at the unveiling of the new statue. But good night. I haven't even asked my mother yet. Gilbert, <laughs> be so much more fun to surprise her, don't you think? If you don't mind, I think I'll go out and come in again. This just can't be happening. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, don't you feel a, a draft? Diana, dear, will you get me my shawl, please? Shawl? Oh, and Gilbert. Oh, you'll find my pills in the desk. Would you mind? Pills? Oh, naturally, before eating, you know. Oh, well, look where you're going, Gilbert. I'm trying to get George's shawl. Well, I don't see anything to cry about. I don't suppose you, you think it makes a person nervous to be engaged. Well, good night, don't I know it? 
And if it makes you so darn nervous, what you gonna marry him for? And live in this house with you as my stepfather? <laughs> Gilbert Parker, I'd rather be dead. Now go get your fiancé, too. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Is that you, Buchanan? This is Jonathan Crandall, Sr. You'll be in your office in 30 minutes. I'm going to give your newspaper a story that'll set this sanctimonious town right on its self-righteous ear. You heard me in 30 minutes. Oh, Mother, it can't be true. It can't be. Headlines four inches high. Mayor Crandall in New York jail. How could they possibly have found it out? How? Doing a strip tease, getting arrested. Well, good night. If you'll all pipe down for two seconds, I'll tell you how it happened. Father. I told Buchanan the whole story. I did it. So sue me. You, you told the newspaper about Anne being arrested? I certainly did. And then I got drunk. Father, do you, do you realize that this is the end of me as mayor? Something had to be done to blast you out of this town, didn't it? Well, I blasted. <laughs> Mother? Darling, I'm terribly sorry. Oh, good night. Mr. Corday? Yes, dear? Don't you dear me. I want you to know that I expect you, if you have any honor whatsoever, to, to marry my mother. You do? You do? Oh, please don't consider me at all. I'm, I'm willing to make any sacrifice. So am I. Good night. So am I. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mother, but you just have to take the consequences, even if he does have a stomach condition. Oh, His shawl is on the hook behind the door. Now I'm going up to see my poor grandfather. Hey, can't I go? Uh, he's my grandfather, too, isn't he? Your grandfather? Well, good night. I almost married her, didn't I? And I'll probably end up marrying you, won't I? I'm just dumb enough. <laughs> Why, Gilbert... That's the very nicest proposal I ever had. <sighs> well, Anne, I guess I'll have to make an honest woman out of you. It'll be a sweet wedding. The bride wore a lovely arrangement of tar and feathers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, darling. You think I'm exaggerating. You don't know a small town. The mayor's supposed to keep her shirt on. Mrs. Crandall! Mrs. Crandall! Yes, Jessie? They've just broken the windows. Oh, so I was exaggerating, was I? What windows? Oh, not our windows. In the newspaper office. Oh, Mrs. Crandall, everybody in town seen that newspaper this morning. And everybody's waiting for you now at the statue. They want to give you a vote of confidence. Oh, but that we yes. all agree that no Crandall could possibly have acted like that. And if they did, we wouldn't believe it. Well, they're waiting for you. Oh, that's kind of nice, isn't it? Very nice. Very comfortable. But we're leaving here just the same. Leaving here? We're uh, getting married, you know. Oh, but I... I... Uh, now, someplace warm would be nice, you know, uh, for my condition. Yes, someplace warm. Mm. But of course, George, that's not possible right now. And why not? Well, with the election coming up and everything, I'm running. Running where? Against Mr. Buchanan for mayor. Sorry, but you can't. Listen. Listen, there's the band. Aren't you coming? You feel very proud, won't you, going out there and letting them cheer you? But you did get arrested, didn't you? Well, yes, but... And they won't admit it, will they? Not for one minute. They apologize, they compromise, they say no Crandall would act like that. And if they did, they wouldn't believe it. It's awful. What's awful about it? What you're trying to say is that you and I simply don't look at anything alike. 
You paid me a great compliment when you said I wouldn't fit into Brookhaven. But you do. Oh, you have. I don't. I've hidden and whispered and explained until I want to get on a mountain and yell, I love Anne and Anne loves me. George, you don't understand. After we are married, it will be different then. More respectable, is that it? Look, I have to go to the unveiling. Please come with me. Why? I want to tell them that I'm going to marry to you. To see if they approve. No, Anne. You know, I once told you that you had too much character. I've changed my mind. You haven't nearly enough. Then, then you wouldn't want to stay in any case. Well, Mr. Corday, at least let me thank you for a lovely statue. Consider it a going-away present, Mayor Crandall. Thank you. I'll mail you a check tomorrow. Oh, you, you'll find a small amount added for amusement tax. together, and we may as well be gay about it. Come on, we'll play some checkers. I hate checkers. Well, you don't have to cry about it. I just don't feel good. Of course you don't. Maybe now you realize that most women could live eight lifetimes and still not get a chance at a fellow like George Corday. I have everything just the way I wanted it. You're lying again. I know it. Oh, Father, isn't it ridiculous? It is. I'm pretty annoyed at Jonathan, you know. Jonathan? He shouldn't have started something he couldn't finish. I never would have gone to New York in the first place, would I, if he hadn't lost his head. Now he's standing out there like the rock of Gibraltar. Yep. And lightning never strikes twice in the same place. Oh, Mrs. Sandler. Oh, now what? Uh, one of your constituents, undoubtedly, with a flooded cellar. I'm coming, I'm coming. Oh, Mayor Randall, come on, everybody. Delegation. Mr. Witherspoon, why are you Oh, Your Honor, don't use that word. Almost killed me, Your Honor. I was just walking past, minding my own business, and wham! Just like a curse or something. What happened? Jonathan's head, it fell off again. Oh, no! Oh, it certainly looks as if something bigger than we are got a hand in this, Mayor. Don't you think so? It does, doesn't it? I guess it, it would probably be downright dangerous for me to continue as Mayor... No telling what might happen next. That's certainly a most unselfish way to look at it, Mrs. Randall. I suppose it's silly of us to be so superstitious. I certainly but... wouldn't want the responsibility of daring the supernatural. I'll resign immediately. Oh, well, then, you... Will one of you please report that right now to the newspaper? Good night. Good night, and thank you. Well? Oh, Father, who says there aren't any miracles left in the world? I'm free. Hey, where are you going? My goodness, what happened? Jesse, we just had a miracle. Jonathan snapped off his noggin again. Oh, I saw him when he did it. Did what? Who? That artist fellow, the night he left. He fixed it so it would fall off. He did? And you didn't say anything? Mayor believes in miracles. Let her, I say. Why, Jesse, you're a human being. It don't call for you to be insulting, Mr. Oh, now, Mr. Corday, do you have to whistle that tune all the time? Oh, frankly, Miss Thorne, it's getting me down, too. And so's this rain. Well, let's get back to work. Oh, pardon me. I'm the ex-Mayor Crandall. 
The people who sent me thought I might have just what you're looking for. Have I? Well, good night. Good night. <laughs> Once again, it's time for that tradition of the theater, the curtain call. And back to the footlights come tonight's stars, Irene Dunn and Walter Pigeon. Say, say, Bill. Oh, who's that strange-looking character hovering around the wing? Yes, I, I, I saw him as I came in. Uh, by the way, Bill, aren't the uh, tickets for the radio theater complimentary? Of course. Well, this fellow had a whole handful, and he was trying to charge people a dollar apiece. Oh, that's strange. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Here he comes now. Oh. Why, it's Jack Benny. Hello, everybody. Well, Jack, welcome to the radio theater. Yes, we were just talking about you. Yes, I just found out those tickets are complimentary. Give me back my two dollars. Sit down, Mr. Miniver. A deal's a deal. <laughs> well, Jack, what are you doing here? What can I do for you? Well, Bill, I'll tell you. You see, I've been a comedian all my life. But I've always felt that my talent uh, lay in other lines. Hmm. Well, I'm sure a lot of people would agree with you, Jack. <laughs> and just what other lines? Uh, the violin? Thank you. No, no. You see, I can I can see myself as a great dramatic actor playing a real meaty role. That's why I brought this script along. Here, take a look, Bill. Irene Waller. Killer Kate, starring Jack Benny. A thrilling drama of gunplay and suspense with Jack Benny in the title role of Killer Kate. <laughs> Say, isn't this a little out of your line, Jack? Out of my line? No, listen to this. You didn't give me a break, did you, Blackie? When you sent me up to the big house to rot in a lousy cell? Well, see this gun? Take that! Whoops, it went off! <laughs> Look, Jack. Well, what about this play? Well, when are you going to do it? Well, Bill, I thought maybe you could give me about an hour's time. Do you want to do it here? Certainly. Your audience will love me, Bill. A new Jack Benny. Brutal, snarling. Ruthless. Ruthless. Ruthless, I mean. You know, as a matter of fact, I wouldn't miss it. And me neither. Me neither. Neither, I mean. <laughs> Good night, Bill. Thanks, everybody. Good night. Good night. And night. Good night. <laughs> This is William Keeley saying goodnight to you from Hollywood. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. 
Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.